You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Oh, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh blood upsets in the month of March. The 12-5 stunners, the 11-over-6 buzzer beaters. But most of the time, what do you get for that? A dash of I told you so at the water cooler? Oh, look at my bracket. I nailed that one. Great. Wouldn't you rather get paid instead? At mybookie.ag, you can and you will. The 12-5 upset when betting with mybookie is a take-your-girl-out-to-stake dinner winner winner and right now when you sign up for an account my bookie will match your deposit with a 50 percent bonus here just have 50 percent more why not use promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo at mybookie.ag to activate we're all going to be in office pools and that's fine nobody's going to get the perfect bracket we know that but you can make a killing at tournament time by seeing the big mistake coming and pouncing so let's go, people. My bookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code ZABE to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Only at mybookie.ag. In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek. Executive Director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Another edition of the Capital Golf Gang here at Golfdom. It is the candy store for big kids who love golf. And it's part of the ZabeCast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you for downloading. We are going to start broadcasting. We're going to start the on-air portion of the old Capital Golf Gang, I think right after the Masters. That's usually right. when we get started, right, boys? We're usually yeah. live yeah, on the we, Masters. we've done a live Masters show. Before. Okay. Well, we're here at Golfdom because we got to, you know, get ready for the season. First of all, let me introduce the guys. Ronnie Thomas to my right, longtime Maryland captain, Potomac Cup team, former Maryland golfer under Freddie Funk. How are you, Mr. Thomas? I'm well, thank you. Happy how many, to be here. How many rounds have you played already? Uh, In how, the D.C. area. Not even away rounds where it's warm and nice because you don't really go away in the winter. You just six, keep playing yeah. all winter six, long. Yeah, I do. Six rounds, that's all. Okay. John Ronis, the director of the Ronis Academies at River Creek, as well as, I always get your other locations Piedmont, wrong. Piedmont, Chantilly. Okay, and uh, how many lessons have you given this year already? A lot. <laughs> a lot. It's been good so far. A lot of zero. Yeah. Behind a lot that. of lessons, a lot of fittings. It's been very good. Out of the shed with the wood stove in the back to keep yes, it warm? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And John Gould, the executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA. Mr. Gould, how are you? I am wonderful. Thanks for having me, Zabe. I love being here. Has the season started yet? Yes, for the, the season has started. We had our first tournament of the year. We had a we had a little uh, icebreaker at, at uh, Top Golf at two locations, uh, Loudon and Virginia What's Beach. What's an icebreaker? Well, we just had, we, I mean, it's a, a social hour. Yeah, but it was a tournament. We had a really? tournament with a $6,000 purse playing the Top Golf games uh, and at two locations, so they're competing against each other. Man, Top Golf has just 
exploded, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we had our first real tournament uh, uh, Monday, yesterday, uh, at Dominion Club in Richmond. So. Very nice. Very nice. All right, boys. we got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> let's talk players, though. And let's start with this simple question. Why do I love Rory McIlroy so much? The accent. No. That, that's part of it. <laughs> it has got to be part of it. We were texting back and forth. I, I could not stop watching him do interviews. He's just so nice and so Such a wonderful cute. Irish lad. But he's and thoughtful, the, too. And the Irish accent. He just seems like the kind of brother or son you would like to have. I really I believe agree. that. There's that, Ron. First of all, Ron, I don't even know where you stand on Rory. Oh, I like Rory. You How like, can you but not? you're not as crazy for him as me and Ron. No, are. well, I'm not okay. crazy for any dude. So, all right, wait, wait, let me back up. Because I think Rory is easily my famous player, my favorite player right now on tour. Right, Ronus? Would you yeah. agree? Okay, so Ron, who's your favorite guy on tour? Oh, geez, you don't I wasn't have a ready favorite, for that. Right? No, I do. You, you I fi- do. You find little things to not like about everybody. No, that's not true. <laughs> I, that's I've I've changed a little bit. I know. I'm in just that kidding. regard, I'm sure it's a euro. Uh, well, you're thinking of that, Poulter. Cool. Who's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shut oh, oh. shut up! Three hundred sixty degrees. Right. He's reaching for room. I'll give him some <laughs> time. Who's, who's your, who, you give him a little time. Who's yeah. your fa- favorite guy? Well, it's Justin Thomas. Uh, just just oh, because of the story. Son of a PGA of America Yeah, but I love his. Fire! I love him in the Ryder Cup with his emotion. Uh, obviously, he's a very good player, and he's won a major, so he's got that under his belt. Uh, but, yeah, the I used to like him. I'll get to that in a second. Ron, now you must order your dinner at the dinner table. What are you having? I am having DeChambeau. Wow. Oh. You just right, watched well, the golf channel last night. Guess what? The show's night. over, everybody. <laughs> I am walking off the set. This is inconceivable. Hell okay. has frozen over. I'm, I'm in the mood to be controversial today. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to Rory. What your thoughts on Rory as a player, well, it, as a person, as a whole package? Well, I, I think that what you guys are talking about is his appearance, you know, the way he presents himself. One thing, and this may sound a little fruity, but he's easy to look at because he's in great Gorgeous. shape. Yeah, he's just in great shape. He's always uh, presents himself well. But... Uh, I'm amazed at just how freely he swings the golf club. I cannot get over gorgeous. how yeah it is. He how far he hits it, uh, and, and how takes long chances. The yeah, he does. He does. Goes after what? it. Doesn't back off. Doesn't lay up. How can you not like him? My favorite player on tour right now is Jim Furyk. So far, we've had <laughs> he's, three. He's barely the on show tour. Is, is four minutes <laughs> in until last week. After what he did players. last week. Well, I like Fury too. I had a chance to play with him. He's always going to be my favorite. We are similarly follically challenged, but and he's doing <laughs> I love it at forty-eight the line with his hat. Yeah, right. He doesn't have the Stewart Sink light bulb oh, that. effect going on, <laughs> but still, no. Um, back to Roy for a second. I love the spring in his step, Ronus. Literally, you watch him walk. I was watching him walk from 17T to the green and all that, and he, he has a bounce to him, yeah. a well, spring in his he's step. He's actually, I, I was watching Young. one of the shows, he, he's focusing on that because for him, that's a lot about his uh, self-image and positivity, and, and walking with a bounce to him means positivity as opposed to kind of moping along when he's not playing well, and so he really focuses on that. I was watching the sh- one of the shows about that. I, I'm interested to see what my bounce would be <clears throat> in my step if I had $250 million in the bank. <laughs> yeah. 
How about you, John? I'd have a pretty good bounce to my step. I would. And if I could hit a six iron 220 and land it on a a dime. But there was another guy on tour who had that much money in the bank, was used to be on the Merv Griffin show as a five-year-old, was born to be a prodigy who walked around with a scowl on his face. So it's not all about money, though. No, it isn't. It's about upbringing. Which is a big difference. It's about the perspective. Big difference is it's the about upbringing. perspective. We'll get to the big yeah. cat in just a second. Yeah. So what I like most about Rory, and this is where Justin Thomas Gould has gone off the rails at the moment. He can get yep. back on because I used to be a big JT fan. Rory is one of this generation that doesn't get triggered. There's right. too many little triggered babies out there. Spieth. Mm. I was totally into Spieth, and then he starts getting triggered with people are selling my autographs, and da 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 and he's, he's succumbing to the pressure of not, I'm not playing very well. And I didn't like that side of him. Justin this year with the rules issues, Absolutely. and we'll get into the rules issues, yeah. it's like, hey, Chief, slow down. Hmm. Yeah, you had yeah. all, you had a year, right? And it's not a your A year job. of comment, period, right. if you thought there was going to be a problem. And the one rule he complained about didn't even involve him. Well, you know, the one thing that I noticed with Rory, because now we got to see a ton of commentary from him, he takes full responsibility for everything that goes on on that golf course. There's no blame placed on anyone. He gave huge credit to the team that he put together. And the team starts with, basically starts with his wife, but it filters down from them. And he gives them responsibility, and he takes ownership of everything that he does. And if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. He's not listening to anyone talk about him anymore. I really enjoy his outward honesty and at the same time, his bit of fragility. He is, you know, you look at him, he's still a young kid. He is a little bit fragile, but he kind of knows it and he's working in that direction. I've never seen him in a snit. Never. Can you think of a single Rory snit? No, there's been some. Didn't he chuck his club in the water? At okay. Doral. He did. At just yeah. one. There's but Trump set a diver <laughs> out there to go fetch it. So it's all that. <laughs> I think there's some emotional maturity here that we're talking about, and I don't know if this is the only reason, but you just mentioned it. He's married, and the other two guys we're talking about, while engaged perhaps, aren't yet. And, and not that that's the end-all, be-all, but yeah. certainly having someone on the other side to say, hey, you're being dumb. You're, sure. You're, you're, you're being a little crazy that is, you know, you're equal. Right. That might have something to do with it. Well, Rory won me over in the uh, Ryder Cup a match against my favorite player, Patrick Reed. <laughs> four, that's four. Eight minutes in, four different favorite players. Eight. The Jambo Fjord yeah. and Reed. Every two minutes. <laughs> but that match was incredible. Yeah. Uh, he and Patrick Reed. I'll never, ever forget that. It's probably at, the most exciting moment. Oh, it was the greatest. Yes, with the cup in the ear yeah, and the pumping it the up. Greatest. That was, that was you good c- stuff. You could and never the sportsmanship script. between each other. Even, even though they were trying to kill each other. That was, that was great. Incredible. Yep. Okay. The, that said, we have Furyk's close call. Let's talk about old Jimmy Furyk. 48 years old. Short knocker. I mean, really short by today's standards. And he goes around that golf course and dang near wins. What does that say? He can putt. Yeah. I sit there and talk to my juniors. I saw the statistic on the, on the show the other day, and I said, look, we got to hit 11 to 15 greens. Because if you can start hitting 15 greens, you should be right around or under par every single time. He, shot, he hit 11 greens and shot 64. 64 with 11 yeah. greens. With I'm hoping new, kids are par. With a new putting grip. 
Have you seen 64. this whole thing that's going on? No. What's Furyk doing? Oh, he's changed everything. But he doesn't yeah. drop out. You remember, he doesn't line up and then back off and then well, thank come God back. He's that. got a longer putter. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yep. a yep. longer putter. A Kuchar type style. With yeah, the, with it's the, up against the arm, Yep. and it's not crosshand. But I will say, with, with what he said also is he has an excitement, a rebirth. Knows that he's probably not going to win these things, but he said he feels healthy. And it's a rebirth to say, let me just get the most of what I can get out of it. And there's going to be a tournament, whether it's a harbor town or something like that, that he's going to be very close. Yeah. What's interesting is he's a resident down there. Right. And, and they kept talking about his experience playing the golf course. And he, but every time they asked him about it, he said, yeah, but I don't like playing this golf course. It just doesn't fit my eye. You know, huh. it's all this struggle that he's had. So it's not like, you know, he plays it every day, although he lives down there. But, uh, yeah, sir, you know, just the experience of being able to just avoid mistakes, as we, we probably are going to talk about yeah. with John Rahm. But, you know, there's a lot of pitfalls out there, and he just avoided them. Yeah, all. they charge him cart fees, too, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So he's yeah. not really he's a, a fan. Yeah. Right. I, was, I was waiting that. to see if the lefts would show up. For, yeah. for Jim, you know, because yeah. yeah. that's but, what... But, you know, I think part of that was playing free, as, as Rona said, where he's, he, he's just playing to do yeah. what he can. You know, he's, he's, he played well. What a couple of weeks ago, and that got him in, and you know now he's going to be in the match play. So he's got all these things. He didn't even know he was in. That's right. what's great. Yeah. All right, let's get to the main event, which is John Rahm's unbelievable, and I don't say that lightly, snafu with his caddy. And I'm going to set up the video on the iPad here, and we'll take a look at it. We'll watch it, but I've I've seen caddy player th- interactions go south before. I've never seen anything quite like this. Who wants to take the first stab at what you thought was going on as John Rahm overruled his caddy and basically threw away any chance to win the tournament? I'll start. Yeah. Ego. Yeah, or insecurity. I mean, he said he, he, he basically said he wasn't comfortable hitting the layup shot either, so if he was going to hit – hit a shot he was going to sh- hit the aggressive it's one it's an ego these guys and that's not a bad thing but when you have the opportunity on a stage such as this to hit a miracle fabulous golf shot that will be shown highlights for years to come uh he tried it we're watching it right now I so totally here's his, agree with you on yeah. <laughs> here's his caddy and uh, what i love is that when the caddy realizes you got 220 Hook it around some trees out of the From bunker. bunker. Yep. Uh, wind is hurting and going the wrong direction. I'm going to lay you up over here. He says, I'll get you to 100 yards. It's nice and flat. And Rom says, but I'm not comfortable with that shot. By the way, look and, at the green that he's and, and an right. elevated green. Oh, that green is ridiculous. With the short side yeah. from the right side. Yeah. So so he says to his caddy, but I'm not comfortable with that because if I hit it too far, it's a bad angle. And his caddy goes, Yup, and he sort of rolled his rolls eyes. his eyes yeah. like, "Are you a professional? Yeah. Like, yeah. what do you mean you're not comfortable with a layup for yeah. God's sake?" And you might have a tough angle for your hundred yard wedge shot, but that's a lot better. Than what he wet. wasn't comfortable with was the idea that millions of people are watching a moment. They're fixated on him with the camera, which is right there. These guys know where the cameras are, and he wasn't comfortable with the notion of looking soft or perhaps up, huh? unsure about really? his abilities. Perhaps oh, absolutely. No absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, was on him. I'm not saying you're wrong, Ron. I'm saying that I have a hard time getting my head around. What else could explain it? Well, what he what he tried to say. I don't know. Bad, what he tried bad to software. Say. And then as, as soon as he hits it in there, he says audibly, I was so comfortable the first time around. <laughs> Like he blamed his caddy for putting the bad always juju someone in his head. Else, No, it's always someone else's fault. That's the difference fault. in what Rory. You don't hear him do. Yeah, you know yep. he, he. It's 
what he's what he was trying to say was a lot of times they'll rake that bunker. Well, they they'll rake bunkers towards the hole, right? right. So there are any grooves in the sand they're going to be raked towards the hole. Plus his ball rolls in at that angle. So now he's hitting it across, basically okay. where the sand yada, is. Yada yada. I agree. It's but that's what he's using as an excuse. Wedge, trap a nine iron. And flip it down there to a hundred yards, yeah, and, and yeah, hit it so and hit it even if, two feet, and make the yeah, putt yeah, and go to even sixteen or fifteen. You know, his caddy should have dropped the back and walked off. Exactly. Like you're telling me, you can hit a two hundred and twenty yard eight iron around trees on a plateau but you green. Can't hit a layup. Right. I'm not comfortable. Well, was it, it might, comfortable? Because right. if I go too far, it it's a bad lie. Well, even if with a bad lie, you're gonna have a sandwich in your hands. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna make a better lie than in the water. Are you comfortable with a seven? Because that's what you need to think about. John, you you officiate tournaments all the time with high-level players, and you know these guys hate taking their medicine. Say you give a ruling over in the trees or something, they rarely will look out this way initially. They're down squatting, looking for an opening, trying to find – they hate taking their medicine. And I do think – you know, and it's part of the uh, mindset that these high-level golfers have to have is they have to believe they can do anything, right? Because if they don't – or even even if it's their fault, not their caddies – then they're introduced doubt. And so they really just can't do that. That's my, my, I have a really strong philosophy on that. And especially when I deal with some people who are unpleasant with the rules official, you know, I, I kind of wave it off because I realize that the only way for them to succeed is to think they can't do any wrong. Right. right. And so that's in their, in their brains. And so I, that probably is part of it too. You know, Hey, 220, I can do that. My, yeah, I got this, you know? And the um, funny thing is all week they were talking up Rom as Rom 2.0, right? The yeah. new emotional level of his emotions. I really passed so a midterm here because I emotions very good. <laughs> and you know what? You failed the wow. final. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He, the is only that way how he, he talks? Uh, that's a French accent. If, oh, that wasn't bad. If, if, Spain, if right? we're going to have a John Rom 2.0, <laughs> they're going to have to somehow extract the Spanish DNA from his body. Right. Oh, because yeah. The is, flaming Spaniard. Yes, yes. Right. The yeah. same We've thing had that three caused, in a row that, are, right, are, that yeah. are all on emotion. Last time when we were together, had Sergio gone nuts yet? <laughs> no. I don't think so. So we never no. talked about that. No. I mean, yeah. in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> was it Saudi? It was Qatar, somewhere over there. Yeah, uh, wherever it was, he went completely UAE. insane. Yeah. John Gould, I think, can speak volumes to this. John, what do you do when one of the guys is purposely damaging a putting well, surface? Or- as it turns out, that finally this year in the new rules, we have the ability to disqualify a player for conduct, which they did. Which they did. Uh, he also, you know, slammed the club in the bunker. Uh, that that video came out. There was yep. never any. I never saw any video of the damage of the greens. Right, right. He was dragging somebody, his feet. somebody burned those apparently, iPhones. Yeah, apparently, and then the next week you see like an but interview happening. Deschambeau's just right. It used the to be you could fine him or you could you know give him some kind of other conduct uh, violation, uh, but now in the rules you can disqualify a player for it, and that's what they. What did about on the eight. practice green like Deschambeau who just walked off the 18th hole? Apparently had lost his mind completely. They're giving an interview, and in the background you just see him take yeah. the putter and smash it into the green. Right, like they're his rounds over. But then he goes down and he takes his divot tool oh, and fixes please. it. It's his favorite player, so stop talking about <laughs> it. As a player uh, who, as you guys know, plays in a lot of tournaments, there is nothing more distracting, more upsetting to me or to than a guy, uh, losing than a his guy well, taking out who's damaging the golf yeah, course, right. and I don't take it. I say it, and I, I'll call someone over, right. and I'll say, here, boom, him, this. Right. What are you going to do? Right. Because even if it is a relatively fixable thing, like it's no worse in theory than a ball mark, it was unnecessary. And as you know, boys, these superintendents work 24-7. 
and they obsess about every blade of grass and sure. every bunker, and they are into their craft. So you better respect that. Because yeah. they're yeah. up at night going, God, there's a patch of poa oh, out yeah. on six <laughs> that's <laughs> killing me. Yeah, yeah. Right. and it's, it's right so next true. to that divot yeah. that <laughs> exactly. Mr. Miller took. All right, so true. Speaking of uh, 2.0, 3.0, I'm calling it 4.0. Tiger 4.0 is the best tiger we have seen yet. There was three little things that shows he has totally turned his personality around. I don't know if you guys took a second to watch the video links I included with the rundown, or if you saw yes, him the first did. time. Yes. yes. First one is Tiger in a commercial with that guy, Connor Moore, yep. the voice guy. Connor Skitches, For Bridgestone, right? yeah. I remember, Ron, when Tiger first came out on tour, first burst on the scene in 97, he resented anyone making any money tangentially off of him. Like a photographer that takes a picture of him, has the rights to it, and sells it. He seethed at that. Which is insane because public figures always carry in their wake as sort of an economic tide that you can't control. And here he is with a guy who's making money off of an impression of him, and Tiger's cool with it. Well, and the first thing you brought up there about the 97, the Tiger 1.0, is think about Earl Woods was still alive. His father was still alive. and Probably in his ear. Oh, of course. He controlled everything the kid did. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the new Tiger 4.0 or whatever we're calling them, uh, this may be a reach, but we're distancing ourselves between, or Tiger between, you know, Earl and being so uh, so influenced by him in his life and now yeah. having lived much of his life now without him or many years of now his life without in- him. Now being influenced by his children. Yes. The other one yes. was uh, Kevin Na did a quick pull yeah, was amazing. of a short putt, which is amazing. By the way, first time Kevin Na has ever played fast. In right. right. So at least <laughs> right. there's that. But Tiger followed up with one of his own and just that big, broad, megawatt smile. And this is a tournament where he was out of it, basically. The old Tiger would have been seething that he wasn't playing well or was out of it, and yet here he is having fun. And the crowd's delight. Oh, yeah. 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 Loved it. That was a great move. Yeah. By it the way, was. And, and I, I really, I'm, I'm trying to buy into this. I really want to buy in this. I want this to be him. But you're but holding I, back a little. I got a little bit of doubt and wonder, is this, a, right. is this a play? Am How I about the next here? clip? How about when a guy was in the crowd wearing a T-shirt, white T-shirt with yeah. his mugshot on it from yeah. when he was gorked out on goofballs, <laughs> side of the road, lucky he was alive, yeah. and Tiger. <laughs> the mugshot T-shirt. <laughs> and, Tiger, and Tiger walks by, and you could tell he saw it and was laughing but wanted to suppress a laugh. <laughs> That's another thing Tiger yeah. 1.0, 2.0, yeah. 3.0. Self-deprecation has never been. Yeah. Self-deprecation has never been part of his, the equation with him. So you know, it's another hint that maybe he's where we want him. But Ronis, just, are you I buying still, it? I, yeah, okay. yeah, I'm buying it. I think You're I think he just Tiger. understands. He's still going to be ultra focused, not shaking hands, not slapping five, not looking at any, anyone when, when he's, he's in winning. The hunt. Yeah, right. I was laughing. Did anyone see his introduction in Mexico? Yes, I did. <laughs> the guys just giving normal introductions mm-hmm. to all the players. And now from Northern Ireland, Rory McElroy, and from Jupiter, Florida, T- 
tiger, tiger, tiger woods. El Tigre. And they have the front view of him, and he's just chuckling because yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah. And he said he loved the, he, the introduction. So wait a minute. The guy said his name three oh, times, great. and then you see Tiger going. <laughs> and, he read off all of, and he read off all of his uh, accomplishments. Well, they, they were reading off all the rest of the guys, but everyone had one name. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. tiger. And you see Tiger just, he, yeah. could, he broke out laughing. Well, and that uh, same guy was interviewed later and said that this is the greatest day in the history of Mexican golf. We've been waiting for this. And, you know, you can't help but think that maybe Tiger, he's just so many journeys in life that none of us could ever relate to. But even something like that where you see the influence that you have on people in another country and you you have to internalize that and it has to influence some yeah. of your behavior. Yeah. I'm glad to see it. in what we're talking about. I'm I, glad I to hope see so. it. I hope that's yeah. what it is. I'm also glad, just to wrap the segment, I'm, I'm glad that the players is back in March. I think it's better. The course is so pretty. The course looked gorgeous, all that overseeded rye. So pretty. Cost a million dollars, I'm sure, Ronnie, to blanket that <laughs> thing and so what? northern it grass. It rivaled Augusta. But it looked great. The course has really come along. It belongs in that spot. It's a good weekend right before the tournament. Now yep. we're going to have the PGA in May. I'm, I'm all over the new schedule. Is it a great. major? Should it be no. a major? No, there's no, four okay. majors. There's, there's, four major. there's four Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. There's four majors. And there's right. four of us. That, and there's four there of us. Go. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Good out. I like that. Coming up, all the things we missed in the time that we have been away, including the unfortunate conclusion of Matt Kuchar's caddy gate. Mickelson wins at Pebble. We got slow play issues and some big-name winners and an ode to Dan Jenkins. Stay with us as we continue on with the Capital Golf Gang live, plausibly live, from Golfdom Golf in Tyson's Corner. Oh, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh blood upsets in the month of March. The 12-5 stunners, the 11-over-6 buzzer beaters. But most of the time, what do you get for that? A dash of I told you so at the water cooler? Oh, look at my bracket. I nailed that one. Great. Wouldn't you rather get paid instead? At mybookie.ag, you can and you will. The 12-5 upset when betting with mybookie is a take-your-girl-out-to-steak-dinner winner winner. And right now, when you sign up for an account, mybookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Here, just have 50% more. Why not? Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at mybookie.ag to activate. We're all going to be in office pools, and that's fine. Nobody's going to get the perfect bracket. We know that. But you can make a killing at tournament time by seeing the big mistake coming and pouncing. So let's go, people. My bookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code ZABE to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Only at mybookie.ag. We're back on the Capital Golf Gang. ZABE, Ron Thomas, John Ronas, Johnny Gould, the fabulous foursome here. We're looking forward to a great... 2019 season of golf, and we're at Golfdom Golf in Tyson's Corner, where you should come on out, get geared up for the season. This is really an unbelievable golf store. It's got, of course, all the clubs. It's got a brand new fitting bay over there. Did you see the third high-tech TrackMan awesomeness over there? Clubs, bags, bowls, naked lady tees, (laughs) you name it. Golfdom Golf has everything. GolfdomGolf.com on the web. Come by Tyson's Corner. Okay, we got a lot of stuff since we last convened during a snowstorm at the uh, Silver Diner right down the street. I forget when that was. Was that December? No, I believe it was in January. Before Christmas, early January. Okay. We talked about Matt Kuchar and El Toucan back then. It had just bubbled up. And I remember, Ron, your 
absolute firm belief of this is nobody's business but Matt and the caddies. Well, living in the society we live in today, it suddenly became everybody's business. And everybody had the hottest of hot takes about what he should have or should have not paid El Toucan. What Kucher's mistake was is that he decided, okay, I'm going to come out, tell my side of the story, and I'm going to stick to my guns here. But, he, but when it came time to die on that hill, as they say, he chose to run, probably because of his agent, probably because of his sponsors. And so he didn't die on that hill, which was unfortunate to me. Ron, go ahead. I think it. it was unfortunate also. Um, I don't have anything to add other than it is a reflection of our times. Everybody's business is everybody else's business. And uh, when it comes to money, I don't want anybody telling me what to do with my money, how to handle it, um, and whom to give it to. I can tell you that Ronnie doesn't like anyone telling him what to do with his money because I gave him a lesson one day and I said, look, I, uh, I, you're not paying me for this lesson. You know, you do a lot of things for me on this show. shoved money at you. Shoved it, like, threw it out the car window as it me. left. Ha-ha, you can't. And I got a nice haircut. Off. You're getting <laughs> this money. This gave money. me and my kids a haircut and it was, so, well, it was good. I mean, I look good after the haircut. So his money was well spent. All right, so what do you make of it, Ronis? The end result, because he ended up after everyone killed him for his comments about, hey, I gave him five grand. That's a good week for him. That was a mistake. That was the mistake. He marginalized him and said, in his situation, you know, what would they have to pay me for it to be a good day? 50 million? For him, 5,000 was like me getting 50 million. He marginalized the human being. That was his mistake. How much he paid him, again, is his own business. And it probably was a lot of money, $5,000, for that individual. But in fairness, he should have paid him something closer to what a winning value caddy would get, but less because he was not a regular caddy. Well, he someone... did offer to bump it to 20 and that okay. was turned down. And, and that's he wanted fine. 50. The, the a tour caddy check would have been 110 or whatever. And again, the money part of it is not a In the weeks, the the player made nothing. He was a guaranteed three. Right. Ghoul, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to add to to what uh, my peers have said here. I mean, in the end, he needed it to go away. You know, it was going on too long. As Ron said, it's kind of a sign of our times. Everybody was commenting on what he should have done. But what he really needed to do was to have it go away. And that's what the agent's job is, and he made it go away. He just paid it. And made it go he away. He should have done it a lot earlier. And it will oh, never absolutely. go away. It will never go away. Well, that's true. And and what I was, what I was, unf- what I didn't, what I wish Kutcher had done is I wish he had said, look, the reason I hired a local caddy was to save money. Yes, I'm a multimillionaire, but I'm also frugal. Ever heard of a guy named Warren Buffett? <laughs> Everyone mm-hmm. lauds Warren Buffett because he lives in the same ranch brick house and he's a billionaire. This is why I hired him, because I didn't think I'd make the cut, and I wasn't going to drag my tour caddy away from his family, and I wasn't going to pay another tour caddy 10% or whatever the fees were. I said, I'll pick up a local guy. And we had a deal. We had a and deal. And he was we just going to carry the bag. Deal. He wasn't going to do anything else. Do you else? guys remember, yeah. the great, remember the great documentary, Back Nine, at Cherry Hills, where they chronicled Hogan, Nicholas, and Play, uh, of Palmer? And Hogan told the story of when he was on the mini tours with his wife, and he said, we'll play until the money runs out. And he ends up getting his car 
tires stolen off his car at one tour stop. He was down to his last $200 or whatever it was. And that was when Hogan's wife said, you know, maybe this is a sign. Yeah. And Hogan got steely-eyed, and he said, and these were his words, listen, we made a deal. Mm-hmm. And the deal was we go to zero. And they weren't at zero. They were at 200. And that was Hogan's ethos. Yeah. And a lot of people believe that a deal should be sacrosanct and should be above the modern pressures of the social media nonsense. Yeah. Now, there is one, this does beg the question for me about Matt Kuchar is, is he a guy who goes through life living as a <laughs> cheap yeah. And it reminds me, of course, is George Costanza. And when Jerry said to him, George, cheapness is not a sense <laughs> the best. But he's sniffing out a deal on the uh, on the chair well, the other thing is why didn't he get in writing i mean you're a professional athlete you've got all these people just get that agreement in writing yeah and as you zabe as you said he could have just pointed to the agreement and said we said yeah. it was three thousand you know it would be a tip mentality like yeah i right. won so here's a tip it, 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 look it just went off wrong it's a shame because yep. it seems like a good guy who cares I've, if he's cheap you know, it's just the way it is. We're never going to know. I him. never liked him anyway. He he was a GGCSH. Great guy, can't stand yeah. him. Who's okay. this, Kuchar? Kuchar? Yeah, Kuchar's yeah. been a GGCSH. Well, Zach Johnson is a GGCSH. Uh, big time. Great guy. I can't, like, people go, but he's a great guy. And I'm like, I don't care. Can't stand him. Yeah. <laughs> GGCSH, that's my acronym. HR. you okay. got to add the HR to the end. Holy roller. Oh, <laughs> Ronnie! Glad it's a podcast. Ronnie from the Born Again over here. Amazing! Yeah, I know. I'm unbelievable. Man of God, Jesus, sobered up, and now he's throwing the holy one of your people, there. throwing him under the bus. Okay, rules, rules, rules. We had a lot of violations over the winter. John Gould, certified rules official, talk to me here. Are we settling into the new rules or no? I think we are, you know, it, and I've I've probably given uh, ten or twelve seminars. Ronnie attended one. Thank you. It's great. Uh, it's all about change, right? It's not the rules, and the more exposure to it, the more second nature it's going to become. You know, the dropping from the shoulder, and 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 I want to straighten one thing out here. The players are claiming, why should I get penalized for dropping from shoulder height? That's to my disadvantage. And the answer is, it's not to their disadvantage. What they're trying to do is make the ball drop and bound roll. Out of. Bound out of the relief area so they can place it. Because placing have, is an advantage. That's right. They want right. to have the ball in their hand. And dropping from the knee is specifically designed so that there's one drop, we're done, and we move on. Right. right, it was going to be a one-inch drop. Correct, correct. The initial thought, and right. I was saying, Ronnie, I'm like, that's like cheating. Well, yeah, yeah, you got to get down there yeah. to do it. Right. So, so the, yeah, right. So the tour players, it's their, They want to have the ball in their hand. Sure. So it's in their set. That's why they want to drop from the shoulder, and why they're complaining so much about this. The caddy lining up is interesting because the, that rule was basically designed for the LPGA. The, the look right. and the feel of them getting lined up, not for just putts, but for every, every shot, single yeah. shot and the pace of play that required for them to settle in, get all, all their wiggles out, and then put the club down. And then the caddy say, okay, you're good, and walk away was the problem. And so that got eliminated in the rules. And the tour players, interesting, the LPGA uh, players are not complaining. And it's the regular tour guys that are getting caught up in this. And they're the ones complaining, and I just don't. Well, see the it. Denny McCarthy penalty is one that set every sent everybody. That was at Phoenix, eh, right. and that's just you know it. it, it for me, they reversed it's like that. Ba- they, they did, did, but it's like basketball officiating. 
you know, if you're going to go out there and administer the rules of the game to the game, then you need to know them concisely, clearly, and apply them in a reasonable what well, not even uniformly because games basketball yeah. game there are all kinds of different right. things that are happening if your best player on the other team has two fouls when i officiated in the first half i used to go up to the opposing coach and to the opposing center i'd be like i'm not giving this guy his third unless he bites your head right but in the arm so my but point in is, golf, is there's but, no block charge there the golf rules have always meant well, right john gould to be black and white and, and now there why is though in such that's a way right and now there is with that whole uh, you know throw and you're talking about their livelihood that's a lot of money and they did reverse it but the, the idea that they even penalized him that was for that. bad and the dude in the bunker who had to well, i forget the young kid who they Gave him the bunker or the penalty that Justin Thomas freaked out about, where he was in the bunker off to the left side of the green, and he, his the guy was, was behind him, talking, he was standing there talking to him, and then he walked away and he changed his feet again, but he couldn't restance, and they gave him a penalty on that. Well, yeah, so both of those, well, especially the first one, the second one I've got a little bit less sympathy, but the first one with with Danny McCarthy, you know, I think it's the uh, the newness of the rule and the the angle of the rules official, and they yeah, they were overzealous, in my opinion, to call that on Denny, and then they end up reversing it. But interestingly, right after that is when the USGA came out with their clarification. So the way the rules were originally written, uh, only on the putting green could you get out of this penalty by backing off and resetting. So if it happened on the tee or anywhere on the in the general area, which is the new term for through the green, if it happened anywhere there. As soon as you, you put a foot down and that caddy was back there, it's an automatic two-stroke penalty. Even if nope. you reset. Correct. The, in the original rule. So the USGA came out after the Denny McCarthy situation with clarification to say, tell you what, you're going to be able to get out of this everywhere. You back okay. off. Okay. You get back on. It was only on the putting green. Now it's everywhere. So it's like reestablishing your position in bounds. Yeah. So I mean, it's, in it's, basketball or yeah, in football, you can do that. Yeah, basically changed the rule. Yeah, Durant's because caddies pl- do need to be right down the line to point out targets and well, okay, yeah, but there's a lot of that times tree, they're together. You know, we've got a video that we show in our seminar. They're together, standing, pointing at the tallest tree out there, saying, "Okay, that's our line." There's no reason for them to stay there while the per- while the player now is setting his feet for, or her feet for, for taking the stance. Right. So the guy and the guy in the bunker. The reason why I have less sympathy is you got to know the rule. Yeah. The rule says don't be bottoming. Caddy, caddies same, need to learn to get out of the way. He could have had the same conversation yeah. where he ended up. You know, he he moved before the shot. Right. They could have had the same conversation. There was no reason for him to be behind there. Yes, he didn't talk about lining up, but we can't always know that. We, you know that guy is? was on camera. It's like standing behind a horse. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. If you you're know, behind a horse, get out of the way. You all, don't want to kick in you. All these rules changes are, there's a lot of them that are very, I think they're all fine, but there's a lot of them that are very good, and a lot of them are based on pace of play and improvement. But Ricky Fowler's ruling, to me, was that's got to be changed. He dropped a ball or placed it. He walked up to the green, the ball rolled into the water, and it's a penalty. I mean, it's not a penalty, right. well, so but he has to replace it. Here's, this is, now, this is not a rules change. This right? is so this Phoenix. Is, this is the, uh, under the, not a the, rules the same rules that's part of it. Now, so you got a couple things. The rules are simpler than they were, but they're not simple. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> if you want them to be simple, they're not going to be fair. Then play with your buddies, right? And then well, you can argue over the rules every say, hole. Hey, it only counts as a penalty if you hit it into the hazard or penalty area. Excuse me, I already messed up the, the new wording. Then you're gonna have all kinds of different ha- things that happen. You know, his ball rolled in. Okay, well, what if somebody kicked it in? What if you know now you, you got replace all these, it? It's very simple. Well, I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> it's not fair. If, Why is if it it's fair? that simple? 
He had a ball that was at rest outside the penalty area. But he, he had already picked it up and dropped it. It well, was already a penalty. First of all, <laughs> he made the wrong decision. He should have gone back to the front of the green. Second of all, he could have marked the ball while he was up there. Uh, instead, When he dropped it for a second time, which Ernie Els did in a similar situation, he just puts a tee down, goes up and looks at the green, comes oh, back, really? puts the ball back, and then hits. Instead of leaving it on a yeah, slope. He left it in a perilous it a, position. Right. That, that was yeah. poor judgment. But who even thinks that the ball's going to roll away into yeah. a hazard? So, you know well, what? It already rolled start, into the hazard once. Start thinking. Uh, yeah. It's like Tucker who chewed my sunglasses to pieces today. I left him where he could get him on the table. Yeah. Start thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing about Ricky, I thought you were talking about the drop. He dropped through his he, legs where sarcastically. He, he, he dropped. No, yeah, where he, he dropped in the, from the shoulder, yeah. and then he played the shot. And this yeah. is all part of the no, rules, Suminar. fine. Well, that was a penalty, but it's something that John clarified for all of us at this great rules seminar at Chartwell was that, and people may not understand this, is if you drop illegally – you get to correct your drop. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, As long yeah. as you don't play the shot. Correct. Yeah. As long as you don't play the yeah, shot. Yeah, which is and fine. Then, and then, quickly, I know we're going to move on, but the other thing, John, that I want you to mention to people, and we adopted this at Old South, is uh, a local rule that club, because we're going to have a lot of golfers listening to us, and it's going to be a great rule. It is a great rule, is if you you can play a local rule where you can drop if you hit it out of bounds or this right. and that. So, so yeah. that. So it's in not going to be used in high-level competition, so the, certainly not on the tour or any of the USGH events, not in any of our Mid-Atlantic PGA events, at least for our pros. But yes, there's a local rule now that clubs were, we're suggesting clubs adopt, which basically gives a two-stroke penalty and moves you out to the fairway if your ball's lost or out of bounds. We did. It's a that's a pace of play issue, so you can't if you've hit a provisional, this this option's out the window because that's already saved the pace. But for example, if you hit one out of bounds about 200 yards out or 200 yards from the green, instead of going back to the tee playing three from the from the tee. You're just going to move to the fairway and play four from, I'm the, laughing. from the fairway. I'm laughing because I proposed this rule at the Potomac Cup at Rocky Gap and dubbed it the Gunch Rule yeah. because there was three-foot-high you know, jungle grass we called Gunch, <laughs> and a lot of our players, Ron, were hitting yeah. in the Gunch, and instead of the rigmarole of a second shot, it was take your penalty and then bring it out from where it went in. And our good friend Jeff Sheehan oh. so hated the gunch rule, he just reviled <laughs> at it. And now here it is being he was virtually twirling his cocktail. He said, why don't we just... Tee it up wherever we want. Let's just <laughs> or pick up the ball. I, I, I'm expecting the reaction to be, okay, so which of the 34 rules are we going to play then if we're going to Right, exactly. Right. And now it's okay. 24. This is not a rule, but it's a huge issue, and it's not going away. Slow play. Actually, there are rules about Correct. slow play. But I got a trivia question for you. At the, uh, at the Zurich Classic, Miguel Angel Cabello and Brian Campbell got hit with a one-stroke penalty on tour, an actual penalty for slow play. It was the first penalty sanctioned on the PGA Tour in 22 years. Wow. Who got the last one? Any ideas? I have no idea, but I'm going to guess it's a European because they, hate calling, Classic, they hate calling them Scott Hoke. Chip Beck. Glenn all day. All day. Oh. Glenn all day. Oh, no, no. Glenn Day is his name, and he had a nickname of All Day because yep. he was super slow. 22 years between actual one-stroke penalties for slow play. That says louder than ever the tour still doesn't care. Zabe, how fast would you go down Route 7 going home 
if you knew there was never, ever a police officer. 98 miles an hour. Yeah, that's fair, right? It's not enough that right. you're going to crash. 100 is for psychopaths. Right. 98, 98 is, is I've got to get home to watch right. the game. and you don't really care. So Or to see your family. That's the, the problem. It's not. <laughs> i got one mile per hour of wiggle room. It's yes. not, yeah, right, in case someone, you know, something runs across the street. Yeah. It's not slow play. It's enforcement of slow play. It's enforcement of everything that we have a problem with. Step up and enforce well, it. Well, what's interesting, I think it was Rory, your hero, who was uh, talking about it uh, before that he won. And he he basically came down of, yeah, this is ridiculous. But, you know, I, I see that it's people's livelihood. So it should be over five hours. That was his threshold. Well, five they, they hours ran out was, of light yeah. after daylight savings time with no rain at the PGA's signature event. That's yeah. embarrassing. Yes, it is. Yeah. How about the guy, uh, and of course, part of this reason that this is happening is because of the yardage books. But how, oh, who was the dude yeah. who showed up with the wrong yardage? Yeah. Alex Chayka. Yes. Got DQ'd <laughs> yeah. for a yardage book that was too big. Right. The rule change is How great is that? It. Right. You're out. Why? Because you've got a, a map that looks like a Rand McNally road atlas yeah. with all these little lines on it. And then another dude got it because he had a a yardage book that wasn't approved, but it was from like three years ago, and the greens had already been redone. <laughs> I forget who that was. Yeah. <laughs> of course, what well, we, we all had a caddy out there who had uh, when, when the Mexico Championship was on, and there was a simultaneous PGA Tour event at, at the, some other place, and he had the the whole location sheet from the wrong event <laughs> playing the first round. That's good. So, nice. No penalty, just dumb. Guys. Wrong course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the El Caban course. That's not the Himalaya course. That's the East so, course. So, but on the slow play thing, one of the flashpoints this winter was at Riviera with J.B. Holmes, who was standing there, mm. standing there. Sta- it like, took two minutes to line up a putt. He ended up winning, but I believe one of the announcers, I believe Peter Costas, of all the people, not a bomb thrower, Called him out on television. He did. As this is really bad. JB so, has a couple issues too, kind of, that he deals with um, that make feeds into that slow play and not being able to make a decision. But you don't help those things unless you call the penalty. So if he right, has some right. OCD and, issues and, or some, let's well, clarify he had a brain too. Surgery. So. Well, let's let's clarify the tour. That. Tries to keep all this quiet. They don't want this conversation that we're having. They sh- and, and and it's backfiring. So they fine their players. So they get fined. We just never know how yeah. much or how They're often or tiny for amounts. What. Yeah. and they don't publicize. Right, and so that I think that's the problem. If, if you know yeah. somehow, that's the only thing that's going to change player behavior. It's, it, whether it's a stroke penalty and it costs them money on that end, or even if it's a fine, but we know about it. So we know Glenn Day has had three fines in the last Yeah, but are they going to fine someone $70,000? No. They're going to fine him $2,500. No, but I'm thinking the social – we just talked about one social stroke media could pressure. Be grand. Yep. So, social media pressure for Kuchar. If we knew who was getting all the fines, we would be all over yep. them, and that would be enough. We how don't about have this, to cost How about this money. for a start? Sorry to cut you off, Ron. I'll let you go next. Mm-hmm. You, you track players' time to strike – on tour with an official timer and rankings and you and you publish that every week and you compile a season-long database and people can see here just like strokes gained from a bunker you have the slowest to the fastest players measured explicitly from time to play to impact go ahead ron i was just wondering john i I know the answer to this but you know your slowest players in your chapter and how badly do you want to penalize them sometimes because you catch hell from the well, other players well, when are you going to do something about this right right uh you know 
I'm not one of those rules officials, like you said, who, who wants to penalize them. But what we try to do is be proactive and put them on the clock as soon as we can. You know, so we're, uh, a, a, one group might be 30 seconds over their time par, and we say, oh, let's give them one more hole, see if they catch up. If one of the slow players is in that group, we say, let's put the flag down, which is our policy. Let's start enforcing the rules procedure early. Now, some of our slow players know that as soon as they get on the clock, which for us is putting a flag down on them, they know that they and they they actually do pick up the pace. So I'd rather put it out on the third hole than the tenth hole. Right. right, John. How do you feel about the players in the entire group being penalized for slow play by one player? Well, yeah. There's some. So what you're referring to is the gate policy that a lot of the USGA and uh, state golf associations uh, utilize. We don't utilize that. Once the group gets on the clock as a group, we time individually, and and the person who's responsible. Okay gets the oh, okay. uh, one That's stroke or, or, or warning or whatever the case may be. Uh, but there are other golf associations that it's, hey, if you started at 8 and you don't finish the front nine at 10, 15, everybody in the group gets a penalty. Boy, that must lead to some awkward some discussions yeah. on the tee, right, yeah. Ron? Especially yes, if one guy's like, leaving. We're all going to get dinged for this. Yeah. Speed yeah. it up, for God's sakes. All right, yeah. before we get to uh, our golfdom equipment special with Randy Ramsey who's going to sit in in the next segment talk about some of the new stuff out there today Dan Jenkins passes away at 89 I believe easily on the Mount Rushmore of not just golf writers but sports writers in general let's go around the horn starting with you Ron your thoughts on the great Dan Jenkins uh I'll be honest with you I I didn't know a lot about him I mean, I just knew he was good, and I knew he was well-respected. I'm not a guy, having been, I'm not going to call myself a high-level player, but someone who's played a lot of golf and carried a bag out there on TV for a little while for these guys. I tend to stay away from what guys write about golf. Okay. Ronis? Well, back in the day, we didn't have more than three outlets to find information about anything. Anything. So when you take a look at someone like a Dan Jenkins, that was one of those sources that if you saw something written by him in a magazine or something like that, you read it. And he he was an elegant writer, and um, he wrote some pieces that I remember as a little kid that were that that gave you insight into some of these players that you would because of television coverage and everything else you wouldn't have gotten. And he had that inside track to so many of these guys. So um, again, he was a, he was a perfect place in time for someone like that and so I enjoyed some of his writings I couldn't tell you specific ones but I know I read them when I was much younger yeah so uh, you know it's kind of similar we're, we're all similar age uh, I don't know that I was really cognizant of them growing up but certainly uh, I'm now a member of the Golf Writers Association of America so I get a lot of their information and um Interestingly, you know, he doesn't do Twitter, Dan or Dan didn't do Twitter, but he had somebody do it for him. And because he was so caustic and so witty in the press room, they actually paid somebody to type out what he said and made it into Twitter. I thought he did it himself. Oh, maybe he did, but okay. I, I was under the impression did that that was Did somebody filter it? Like, yeah. okay, Dan, this one's a little I, bit I, too spicy. I, I think they had yeah. somebody who right. rode around with him type of thing. Okay. And, but it was hilarious. Oh, I yeah. Mean, his, I, I followed his Twitter, and it, it was caustic. It was funny. Uh, man, he ripped into some of these guys. I mean, was it 60 Masters he was at? Something like that. Oh, uh, he came from a sports – I mean, yep. him and Hogan were tight, right. you know. And I think similar personalities in that they were a, a black cup of coffee, a bit of an acquired taste. Right. But that said, he was from a generation where the sports writers would sit down in the lunchroom with the players and yep. talk to them between rounds. 
to the point where Bob Drum legendarily told Palmer at the U.S. Open in 1960 at Cherry Hills, you got no chance. And that pissed off Palmer, mm-hmm. and he went out and went deep and won the thing. Imagine yep. that today. Right. A sports writer, Alan Shipnuck, sitting down with <laughs> Dustin Johnson saying, yeah. you're done, man. Smoking you got a no cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Jay <laughs> right. Flemma. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, our friend Jay. Anyway, uh, uh, Jenkins to me was great because while he could be uh, sharp-witted and at times brutally honest, he loved the game because he kept covering the game and he kept at it when he could have long since retired. And I respect that about him, so rest in Absolutely. peace. Absolutely. All right, coming up, we'll uh, – well, by the way, the three sources of information back in the day, would that be Channel 25? I was thinking it'd be newspapers, television, and your old man. No, it was. And it your was, old man it, was the least reliable. It was television, of all of newspapers, them. and then the occasional Golf Digest, Sports Illustrated, <laughs> blah, whatever you got for Christmas in your stocking. You got 12 months. I uh, liked it that way. Can we go back to that? Oh, <laughs> no, tomorrow. I'd, I'd go back tomorrow if I could. Okay. Coming up, we'll uh, get some gear here at Golf Dome, tell you how to start your season off right as we finish up with one more segment here on the Capital Golf Gang, live, plausibly live from Golf Dome Golf in Tyson's Corner. Okay, final segment here today, Capital Golf Gang. Zabecast special edition to kick off the 2019 golf season. It's got the boys with me as always, but we have our special guest, Randy Ramsey, my man on the end of the line there hey, with toys. You've brought the toys to the yard today. Yes, we did. We are uh, we're ready to kick off 2019. Thanks for having us on and thanks for hanging out here with us. So uh, John Gould has stepped out. John is so sensitive, Ronnie, being the uh, you know, Mr. Mid-Atlantic PGA. Didn't want to be sponsor. You don't want to get pinned down on a single nope. manufacturer. He's got to remain neutral. So he ducked out. Oh, we're going to have more than one. Man- we're going to have more than Callaway here. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, look at you in that. Okay. Puma, uh, where, where, is his, where is his Red <laughs> no, Sox? No. Where is his Red Sox head covered? Because that was what he was going to have. No, no, no. no. We've, We've changed that to a Nationals. Oh, you changed to the Nets. Yeah, because the Nationals play in Washington, D.C. He's and a owned Sox by fan, lovely though. people. He's a mass, we're, okay. we're Nats a mass fans. hole. Hey, can I see? The, can I see that head cover? Yeah. Okay. So, Randy, this is this is a new line. Actually, this looks like it's synthetic, but there's like now head cover makers with real leather, and they sell a head cover for upwards of a hundred dollars, which they, is insane. They are. Why thank you very. Thank, thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go live on your island, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're very nice. They're high quality. If you want the best, then you know, get the real leather, but. This is anyway. only thirty nine ninety nine. I might well, good. Add. And mm-hmm. and you've got the Nats, you've got the Red Sox. Probably the Patriots. Probably no, probably I don't think Patri- so. I bet you got no? the Yankees here. Not the uh, we do. We do. You there probably is, don't have the Tampa Bay Rays. No. no. <laughs> or the Memphis Grizzlies. You don't have every team in every sport. <laughs> Grizzlies. Oh my god. Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Love I have uh, I have my gorilla head cover because nothing says hacker like Give me the gorilla. Uh-huh. I'm hitting the gorilla on this hole. You put this on the driver and you say, gorilla, do your thing. Uh, what do you got? I have a four iron, and I'm telling all of you <laughs> that are listening iron. and watching to never, ever use this. Or what? Any, oh, no, no, no. If you're still using a four iron, you are doing yourself a disservice. That's my opinion. Is that Get true, hybrids. Randy? Set start at five irons now? Uh, more and more. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's not going down the, the wrong road there for, a, for a mid or be... higher handicap. Yeah, it used Thank to you, be. Randy. It used to be you'd have a two iron. Nope. If you're playing a four iron and you are 
above a five or to seven handicap north of that, you don't need it. What get should you have? You should have hybrids. You should have oh, absolutely. 23 degree. Twenty. You can even get into the 25 degree. And okay. Correct. What, else, what else do you and have then right there? I have there. a shag bag. I have <laughs> shag bags, oh, and I that. use shag bags. I leave it at my club in the bag room my, at my course, and I use it all the time. And that is as a, a gorgeous, result, hold that up. That's I know a gorgeous how to chip. Titleist shag bag. So you put golf That's balls in here. Yeah, and then you just carry them to your practice area and dump them out. Yeah, I mean you can obviously that. get the pop one, but this is more old. Well, that's school. a shagger. Kind of, yeah, yeah, shagger. But this right here is just you know, take your old balls instead of not knowing where they're going to go. Anytime you play, and if you take the game somewhat seriously, you're going to play a decent ball every time you play. So you're going to be taking those balls out of your bag, put them in here, and go and chip. Zay, do you remember practice. what that was full of when we were little? That was full of balls that had a cut so deep in them. Mm-hmm. The Titleist Bellotta balls that my dad would put in the yeah. shag bag. Yeah. Yeah. They were, it was unbelievable. Titleist they were almost DT cut Bellotta. No, now they, they don't cut. They, they were cut in half. Yeah. So, uh, and, and a lot of pro staff with the truncated dimple design. Yes. Orange, no yes. doubt. <laughs> uh, some lake balls that had half mud on them. You know? yep. Those uh, wouldn't but, even get to the shag bag. You know, they weren't allowed. You know what's great about this? I could probably steal six dozen Pro V1s from Congressional at their yeah. chipping area mm-hmm. without anyone <laughs> yeah. noticing. Yep. And I'd walk out going, no, I brought Randy. these with <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ronis, what do you have? Oh, I have the head cover, which, by the way, the head yeah. cover is one thing. But you can go into your into here, I'm sure, and your local golf shop. You can get customized head covers from a myriad of manufacturers. So you can get Steve on it or Gorilla Boy or whatever you or want to put on Grizzlies. it. Yeah, or Memphis Grizzlies. But you can team. get um, – there's a couple different designs offered, so it's customized head covers. But the real thing I have here is these are a dozen Callaway Chrome softballs, okay? I have the Callaway because, you know, they're Callaway. You're Team Callaway now. But each manufacturer is going to come out with something at some time where you're going to be able to get four for the price of three. So if you're going to get golf balls for the year, get them during that promotional time. That's that's live right now on a few vendors. Yeah, I think Callaway and TaylorMade are right now. So load up. So, yeah, I mean, if you And then you you can tell your wife... I got to keep playing golf. I'm not out of golf balls yet. And we had a deal at the same time until I was done. You get them customized so you can get some initials on them or a phrase or something like that. So I highly encourage you to go in this time of year and get your dozens. All right, Randy, you have some good stuff with you. What do we have? I've got the good ones. I'll I'll start out, Zabe. If you're not hitting it over 240, stop with the gorilla head cover. All right. I'm not. That needs to go downwind, downhill. I can pop at 242. So, uh, the baby, I, the, the baby I brought in. Everybody talks about product, and that's what that's what we're here to do. But in the end, this is the number one product going at Golfdom right right now. They've always had one. We're now uh, the gang here invested. We have three TrackMan that are ready to go, and I've got a whole arsenal of golf clubs here. And in the end, we don't care which one you end up with. We're going to come in here with the use of our TrackMan, and even within the same brand, you've got different. Different heads that do different things for different people. Hold that TrackMan device up again. I want to explain this to people who may be casual golfers or non-golfers. So this is, I mean, it looks like it's just a big orange square on a stand. Correct. And it is the most advanced technology to track ball flight, spin, launch angle, a bunch of different parameters. And it uses radar technology? Radar technology and beyond a, a a lot of devices are out there that are measuring exactly what you just said. But now we've got attack angle, 
uh, right club head angles, angle all that. launch angle. It has and video technology to it, so we can. And use that it. unit you're holding right there costs uh, twenty five thousand dollars. I heard. Yes, roughly. Wow. Correct. So. And every tour guy owns one of those, right? As an essential tool, essentially. More and more, and this is this is what's been the dependable one. Most of the vendors, all right. of the vendors, this is the device right yeah. now. Yeah, it's the mm -hmm. and and you have three incredible fitting studios here at Golfdom where you can come on in, get on a track, man, find out your numbers, and let the technicians here dial in just the right clubs for you. Correct, correct. So beyond the fitting part, uh, the one other, uh, I think, game-changing technology that's out there, um, Odyssey, Odyssey Putter has their Stroke Lab Putter. And a lot of people have done it in different ways, but the main part of this, you're taking 40 grams out of the shaft in that we don't have a steel shaft anymore. It's half and half, steel uh, and graphite, and that 40 really? grams, putting 10 grams in the head, 30 grams up in the, up in the, up in the grip. And think about it, when you're rolling a 10-footer, you get a pretty good stroke. You roll a 15-footer, it gets okay. At 20, 25 feet, you've got to kind of start to change your stroke. The balance point of this putter, and because it's heavier where it needs to be, think about putting that good 10-foot stroke on a 25-footer. Nice. And it just keeps the tempo better, uh, and in the end, making a few more putts. It's a game-changer, Zabe. That's what I pulled out as one of my trinkets. It's a game-changer. And I'm well, not a, you know, I'm using part a of the zebra. Callaway family, right? Of course they are. Of course they are. But I was using, I, I was using a zebra from like 1922. A Cook? Zebra. <laughs> and now I'm switching to this. I would never switch a putter. That technology is good. Nice. So. All right. What else we got, Randy? Uh, and anyone when I when I get out. What are those drivers you got there? Start well, pulling some of those you puppies wanna, you wanna out. Get out and, th and that's what I was saying. Each each and every one. We won't go. You can start with that epic flash. We we could go epic, but we're we're gonna we're gonna share some love here. So again, the thought is, we'll have we'll have people come in uh, any given day and say, hey, I want to try this club, and they'll just say, I want to try the new Taylor. And I grew up being a little sarcastic, so I would give them a left-handed uh, 12 degree. And they said, I'm not left-handed. And I said, me handing you that club is the same thing as me just grabbing a club off the rack and letting you hit it. That's not doing you any justice because in the end, I'm going to have two different heads. I have different settings of where I can set each and every head. I've got 15 different shafts that I could put right. in there. I have no idea how to fit you unless you truly want to go through the process. Let's get into track, man. Let's dial deep. And that's, that's again, why we built. But you're not going to steer anyone into a specific brand because some people like the look or the sound or the feel of certain brands. And as long as you can fit them within a certain margin, you're, you might even tell a guy, look, you're giving up five yards, but if you just love the sound and the feel, that's your choice. Correct. Correct. And that's why the numbers are so nice and important because you can see, okay, this is five yards shorter. I'm not really worried about that, but I love that color, or I love that. Yeah, I'll look. never hit a white driver ever. Yeah, whatever. A white yeah. driver could give me fifty extra yards. Thing? I'd say no. Yeah. I like being back here. Randy, is the um, is the twist face no longer a technology? No, it is. It is there, and I think everyone's figured out a way to to optimize that on making that trampoline effect. Uh, that hotter, hotter face. Uh, not saying we're getting around the rules uh, as governed yeah. by the USGA, but it's legal. Trying, trying to find out how to and make, that's make in all Taylor, these things. So the TaylorMades, TaylorMades are the M5 and M6. M6 twist face. Then you've got the Epic Flash. Is Show the new us one. that. Pull that and one out. That's the, Callaway. The okay. Epic Flash from from Callaway. 
And again, every single one of these, you've got a standard, say a standard one, and then they have one called the Sub-Zero, where this weight port in the front pushes the weight up forward, going to lower lower trajectory normally, or lower spin. Hold the bottom of that out towards the camera. As you can see, it's green. Now, last year, I got fitted into a Callaway Epic something. Whatever. What was last year's? Rogue. And then before that was the Epic. Epic. Okay, so I got fitted into the Epic or the Epic Road, but... I immediately said, I'm not going to hit a driver that's got lime green on it. And your tech said, don't worry. They have a customization thing where you can change the colors. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And so does that still enforce? Still enforce. Because yep. so, for some of us, these colors matter. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. Yes, but it I'm, is. Yeah. But So Callaway will let you adjust just all the trim in a custom order. You're not yes. going to be able to pull it off the rack, but you know, just be patient. Yep. And there's okay. a multitude of colors. All right. What else do we got? So the other, the other couple, and again... I think you already said it. We don't really care. We're going to come in. We're going to hear what you have to say, what you've been playing. Everyone has a certain, hey, this one gives me confidence in between okay. in between my ears. So, Ping G410. So the 410, you have a standard one. You have one called SFT, which is straight flight, which is 90% of people lose it right. Okay. So, hey, how can we turn this – how can we let this club turn over a bit? Most clubs wrote all clubs. What does the T stand for? Straight flight technology. Technology, yeah. okay. And then, and then the other thing that you, that you said, save is. You got a Titleist in there, man. I'm I still do. a Titleist man at I heart. And there it is. And TS two, TS three. Again, which is the head? Uh, a lot of times it's that look, but you had said it. Certain people want a certain sound and feel. And look Titleist at the look on that Titleist, Ronnie. That. All it is of them. so sexy. It's all so gorgeous. And so, Randy, how when I see a tour player playing these drivers, mm -hmm. are they playing these drivers? Much, much closer. In a in a driver, they are. That that one. Now they. May, in terms of the head. They may the go, they the may head, go out yeah. and, and say, "Hey, I'm going to try." You know, they're going to spend time and energy in finding exactly the right right head the right weighting, the right shaft, which, again, we're encouraging everyone. Anyone can do that with the technologies that are out there. I, where we kind of go down the road of iron play, yeah, some of the irons that the pros are playing, we don't need to go down How, that road. Yeah. You said don't hit a four iron. I don't want to hit an eight iron at one of those guys might be. Might How be much should an average amateur, let's call them a 10 to 15 handicapper, spend on a shaft? Because you can ring up a huge number on a – expensive shaft in a driver uh, i've i've never i've never even gone down that okay. down that road i go i go let's go look at the numbers let's see what's out there again we're all passionate about this game right so at that point if the numbers present themselves as that's the only way to go but I'm some gonna, shafts can get up to what eight hundred dollars oh, yeah. just Pretty for the crazy. shaft four hundred dollars but if, yeah. if i'm gonna if i'm gonna spend five hundred on a driver and the one that's eight hundred dollars okay. is doing right. that much more. There's why would you can't leave here five hundred dollars and scratch I your know. head going? I, I, I don't know. Does say? But the ten handicap will never see the difference. <laughs> okay. The ten to twenty handicap will never ever see the difference. You're dealing with a two percent that's going right. to deal with a shaft like that. Right. Well, maybe you're a four handicap mm -hmm. or two. Then you could maybe spend a bit more. Does anyone still use lead tape, Randy? Uh, yes. It's oh, yeah. out, really? It's out, again, it's a to it's adjust a little heads. bit of yeah. swing weight. You can you can do it all in. Getting the right head, getting the right weight, but yeah, there are some saying I need that on there. Uh, I mean, I'll let you in on on a little secret on on me. I I'm I've got 
a certain manufacturer written across my forehead on the golf ball that I want to use, that's my golf ball. I can't hit a number two. Mm -hmm. Superstitious. Mm -hmm. So if I can't hit a two, yes, people still use lead tape. Mm -hmm. okay. So, so Randy, this I'm holding a uh, this four iron, and it's a dynamic gold shaft. This is a steel shaft. Mm -hmm. For after watching a great deal of coverage on the Golf Channel, and listening to the Golf Channel or on PGA Serious Network, I. Uh, Heard a lot of talk about graphite shafts being the new thing this year. In, in irons? irons? In irons. Boy, what's old is new again. And, and I think where that, I would, some are trying it. I think it more so goes to that dynamic gold shaft typically weighs about 130 grams. The goal now is how do I get more weight down in the head or just how can I swing that thing faster? How can I launch it better? How can I get my spin rate, spin rate right? So all that's going to factor in. So as a graphite shaft is 80 to 85 grams in a steel, in a, in a graphite, those steel shafts, now you can get sub 100 grams. So more and more people, when we come in and do our fittings, 130 is almost done. We're going to be at, at 95 to 110 on most steel shafts. All right, very good. To get a fitting here at Golfdom, what do people have to do and what's the cost? I know people are saying, uh, can I afford it? Uh, Come on in. Um, you can give us a call or just come in. We have a uh, daily uh, fitting schedule up at any any given time. But so better to call to, to set it up. Like, just okay, call, next call in, next Wednesday right, I've got right. an hour or so. How much time do you need to devote in we, your day? We normally an hour, an hour and a half. Hour, an hour fitting, and a half, okay. And the cost uh, from what we've seen out there uh, at three three $350, it's $100 here uh, mm. at Golf Dome. $100, so, wow. and you roll that into the purchase of the uh, the new clubs? Uh, not, uh, not exactly. Not, not, not anymore. We, we used to, but now not the, price, the price came down to the point of, hey, that's a good quality. Just fit leave that as, okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, very good. So you could even theoretically come in, look at your numbers on TrackMan for $100, talk about equipment, and walk out with nothing. Correct. Okay. If Correct. you just wanted to see better, your numbers. You're in a better Right. place than you were before so exactly you could bring in your driver currently and well, see not a huge difference and get your perfect fitting and be confident about your driver you currently have well i'm going to bring in my dad's old mcgregor jack nicholas with a cycleac insert <laughs> that has the toe worn away and repaired and see how that looks on the launch monitor <laughs> and that'll make me feel really good about i still think equipment. they should have a tour event yeah. with those clubs <laughs> yeah. i swear it'd be all right randy thanks for stopping by randy ramsey thanks, thanks, golf and golf uh, John, I'm going to bring you in here. Go ahead and swap out a hot swap so we can finish the show here. <laughs> I'm calling this Thanks, Shameless Pimping Kudos and Shoutouts because I know you guys always have things you want to mention, promote, and everything else. So uh, Shameless Pimping Kudos and Shoutouts, who wants to go first? I'll go because I'm pimping myself. So for 19 years, we've been doing the show for about, I've been doing the show with Zave for eight years. Mm -hmm. Never give myself a shout-out. No, you ever. should. Do it. So, come see me. We got uh, great technology. We have club fittings. I have every manufacturer now on the board of Callaway for their fitters board. And um, we're redoing our facility this year. It's going to be magnificent. So, come see me and uh, take a lesson. And I'm, me and I know we, you'll have for fun. those you didn't mention, it is the Ronas Academies. John Ronas Golf Academy. Academy. At River Creek. Uh, In Virginia. River Creek, Chantilly, and Piedmont. But, um, Phone number? 703, call myself, 703-728-2785. Website? Website, RonasGolfAcademy.com. Twitter, Facebook? 
Instagram, yep, all of them, Facebook, definitely, and uh, Twitter. Get on Stitcher, there; you'll see some Twitchy, videos. YouTube. But guys, you know what? I'm enjoying this. <laughs> MySpace. The, MySpace. I'm enjoying this uh, teaching MySpace. stuff. Uh, like a new life of enjoying this teaching stuff. So I'm and very you excited. Teach all so ages, come see all abilities too. Everyone. Ex- John is excellent with juniors too. Oh excellent. yeah, excellent with oh, everybody. Junior's really kind of the forte. He's got Division One <laughs> players coming out as he is. He is. He is. Okay, yeah. Ronnie, what do you got? Shameless uh, pimping. Shout well, outs. Kudos. I, you know, as with my new position on the executive committee of the Washington Metropolitan Golf Association, Ooh, I've been nice. getting emails, which makes me feel really kind of cool because I'm on the other side now as a guy who's played in so many tournaments, and I just got my assignment list where I can actually go on and volunteer or sign up to be an administrator rules official official at these events and so it feels pretty special I'm not allowed to uh play in the morning and then go out and officiate that afternoon <laughs> like oh, wow. a little bit that's, that's a penalty yeah, that's right that too you're like Ron you why, are you, why are you following the leaders <laughs> just want to keep them honest yeah they're playing a little slow I'm protecting well, the field. Was an hour and a half. you know what Ghoul I love that he's got his sheriff's badge now yep. he is just swolled with authority and pride it's, it's a sight to see he's gonna bring awesome. law to Deadwood well, it's just because I've come so far. You know, you guys I know love where it. I've been and where I am now. Good so. for you, Ronnie. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mr. Gould, what do you got? All right. So uh, my, my shout-outs, uh, we have our uh, MAPJ Hall of Fame induction uh, this Saturday at Lakewood Country Club. Uh, so uh, uh, Mike Arnsbrack, uh, past president of the PJ of America, or, excuse me, uh, Mid-Atlantic section and, and board member of the PJ of America, and Wayne Francisco, great player, great teacher uh, in our section, are being inducted to our Hall of Fame. Uh, and our professional of the year, our highest uh, award for we, uh, that we give for active professionals goes to David Dorn at Woodmont Country Club. So they're all going to be honored Saturday night at Lakewood Country Club. I'm going to have the pleasure of being the MC, and I look forward to, uh, to that night uh, honoring those individuals. Yeah, all right. plus, good, plus good many guys, more. too. Very good. Boys, another and ladies. Good, great get-together here. Golf season is upon us. Spring starts tomorrow. It doesn't feel like it here in D.C. Spring has been very stubborn with its weather, but it'll be here eventually, and I'm looking forward to a big season of golf. Thanks, boys. Thank Thank you. Yep. Play golf, everybody. Play golf. Good show. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at Yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com and for free swag we're all an extra large so yeah thanks for the shirts oh there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh blood upsets in the month of march the 12-5 stunners the 11 over 6 buzzer beaters but most of the time what do you get for that A dash of I told you so at the water cooler. Oh, look at my bracket. I nailed that one. Great. Wouldn't you rather get paid instead? At mybookie.ag, you can and you will. The 12-5 upset when betting with mybookie is a take your girl out to steak dinner winner winner. And right now when you sign up for an account, mybookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Here, just have 50% more. Why not? Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at mybookie.ag to activate. We're all going to be in office pools, and that's fine. Nobody's going to get the perfect bracket. We know that. But you can make a killing at tournament time by seeing the big mistake coming and pouncing. 
So let's go, people. My bookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code ZABE to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Only at mybookie.ag.